Pacific Current. My name is Jenica K. And this is Andrew T. Today, joining us on the show, we have Maka and Tamsin Kione, financial coaches. How are you guys doing today? We're good. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Thank awesome. You for being here. Yeah, good to be here. Thank you. Right, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, how, how you got involved with uh, coaching, financing, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, just a little background about ourselves. Um, we're married. We're from uh, Pacific Palisades. We have three sons. Um, we both graduates of Kamehameha Schools. Oh, All right. Yeah. Um, we uh, both uh, work for the DOD. Um, we uh, have a few properties. We have a few rental properties, passive income. Uh, we have a few businesses on the side. We do financial coaching. We have a retail business. Um, we kind of have our hands in a lot of things. Um, one of the recent uh, success stories that we have is that we just recently purchased a house in Pacific Palisades. And at this point, it's the highest. <laughs> it's the most expensive <laughs> house <laughs> in, 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 the, in the mountain that, that nice. we bought. And we were just fortunate enough to, to get it. Um, that's just a little bit about ourselves. Something general you want to add on to that? Yeah. No, um, I guess just, yeah, we, we've had a lot of experiences over the years in real estate and, um, you know, financial awareness. And so we wanted to help other young couples. Um, and that's why we looked into financial coaching. Um, we kind of did it on our own along the way, had to learn a lot of lessons. Sure. And so we're just thinking if there's any best practices that we can share with younger people to save them time, money, heartache you know that's what we want to do and i would like to add not just the young couples but maybe the middle-aged couples yeah. <laughs> and the older couples too. Yeah. I mean, we all we all need help yeah. <laughs> so thank you for having us yeah thank you guys we're so excited um and that kind of brings us to the topic of today's interview we really want to look at how we can ensure a financially sound future um mm -hmm. and from coming from parents of three kids, uh, this is super. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Andrew owns his own house, but I don't yet, so I know I have a lot to learn. Um, and this is something I'm really excited about. Yeah. Um, so why don't we start? If you guys have any um, any people that come to mind, success stories as you as you've helped them coach, what makes you excited to to do what you do? Right, right. So. We, we work with, I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess it is young couples. We've been working with a few young couples here and there. And um, what gets us excited about helping with them is um, seeing the confidence that they have in their face after they realize that it's something that it's very achievable, mm. something that maybe for a long time they thought it was out of their grasp. Okay. And that um, I think the thing that keeps me working with, with couples, young couples and whatever, is to help them and seeing that, they just realize that the light bulb turns on and they say, you know what, we can do this too. And and that's how that's how we started. I mean, that's how we started because I, I, I used to talk to people and I used to think, man, if they can do it, I, I can do it too. Yeah. You know? and, and so that's where, that's what, that's what I like about coaching. Yeah. I think um, we kind of have like humble beginnings where we, where we came from. Um, Real humble. <laughs> like, we used to joke like, you knew it was a good month if there was toilet paper in the bathroom and milk in the refrigerator. Like, yep. If your parents were bringing home toilet paper and milk, then, then you're good that it month. Good. And, yeah. and, you know, everything was going well. Um, some of the, the um, couples that we're working with, like 
where they're at at their age, they're so much far ahead where sure. we were when we were that age. Yeah. So when we talk to them, it gets so exciting because we're telling them, man, if, you know, if, if we were where you are at that and age, we would you. be like, yeah. who knows where we would be now, yeah. you know? So if we can have them start like that many steps ahead of us, then, you know, they're on the right foot. Yeah. And, and it's good to, to, for them to realize that they don't, they don't have to move away from Hawaii in order to uh, to make it work so yeah. like a lot of them they feel like they gotta leave so when we tell them that you can still live here and, and survive and thrive that the smile on their face and the idea that, that they just like wow so for real show us how yeah. and so that's what that's what keeps us working up uh, with these people on their financial goals yeah that's one of the biggest shifts we've seen in our generation is is a lot of people moving away and they're doing well they're doing good sure. but i think a lot of them in their heart they wish they were here and so meeting with people like you really really inspires us to kind of change that, that the mentality story. yeah the mentality right? yeah um That's where it starts. yeah i love that you said that you can survive and thrive because i think most people are just, just trying survive. to survive exactly, you know yeah. um so what's the first step that you encourage people to take um with young couples what is the so first step the, the very first thing we do is the hardest part of the whole process is to put your budget on paper <laughs> and, 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 and it sounds like um it, it'll be easy but we actually ask them to go down to the to, to the penny, you know, if they can. Um, the more detailed they are about their budget, um, the easier it is to see where we can kind of trim. And so, when people don't know how much they're spending, like if you ask anybody right now, they're, they're probably thinking, "Oh, I don't, I don't know how much I spend a month on this or that." And when you actually have the time, try to put it on a paper, you just realize, like, man, that's too much money. And it's 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 the hardest part, and we lose a lot of people at that point. Really? Yeah. They, just writing down. Just, just writing down. We lose them, and, and they said, "Oh, we're good." I said, "Okay, well, if you're you're good, and then we're good." But a lot of people, that's the hardest part. I mean, people come to our house and end up crying, and it's it's just it's a shock to them to see like, "Oh, are we really spending that much on going out?" Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard. I mean, we felt that way too. It's yeah, like they definitely. don't want to know. You don't. You don't want to know how your budget is because it's always that answer in the end is, "Are we spending more than we're making? Are we, you know, just breaking even, or is there even a little tiny positive that oh, we're making?" Yeah. But that's really the hard part. But you would be surprised. Like most people do not know where they stand financially because it's kind of like something you just don't ever want to have to face the reality. But you can't figure out where you're going unless you know where you're coming from. So you got to start with that basic. I, I kind of uh, related to uh, uh, your weight. <laughs> and me, I know it's been a long time, but you know, why you gotta, why you gotta look you know I'm looking at myself and you know, it's like, like some people, like they just walk past the scale. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to jump on the scale, right? So this is like the financial scale, right? You jump on that scale and you'll be like, dang, what happened? Yeah, so... That's that's the first that's the first point, and then just just realizing. Hey, first of all, I have a problem, right? I'm realizing I have a problem. I'm not gonna make it if I keep going this path. So putting a budget is the first thing that I, we really um, ask for them to do, and it's the hardest. And that reminder is really good, you know, for them to see that because as they go throughout their week, it'll help to. Um, Make choices. With, make choices that they're faced CTR. with. You know, you're driving home and say, oh, maybe we can slap, stop for a Slurpee or something. You're like, okay, wait, we multiply that by how much you're going to spend, how many days in that week. Oh, but by the end of the month, if you buy a Slurpee every day, this is what it's going to be. So um, it helps them make that decision at that moment. But I think one part that keeps people from coming back is that they, they want the Slurpee. They, they want to yeah. stop. And, and so we're not, we're not telling them that you cannot 
you gotta live, right? Our life is so short on this earth. So you gotta live. So, but you just gotta make the choice. Like, do I really need a Slurpee every day? Yeah. Right. So, so it's really we're not, and that's what people maybe they don't come to us because they're like, oh, I don't want to stop from buying what I want to buy every day. So, but we just put it down on paper, and then from there they take it from from what it's worth. You know, it might not be worth it anymore to have that Slurpee every single day. That's just an example. Yeah, there was a sound piece of advice somebody gave me a long time ago is don't sacrifice what you want most for what you want now. Oh, yeah. And so it, that helped me throughout my life in a lot of different respects. But one of them was like, you know, Jenica was saying, purchasing a house, it's a huge investment. Yeah. So you got to make little, little tiny choices like that every day. Pass the store, you know, yeah. take in lunch. I take my bag lunch every day, um, you know, despite other coworkers going to eat out. And maybe that's not a big deal for other people, but. Um, that's the tiny little investments you put, sure. in, put in for your future every single day. And that's the difference between him having a house and me not having a house <laughs> because I choose to go and have one. <laughs> uh, but it's really fun to kind of get um, tidbits from Andrew and how he's invested his money over sure. throughout his 20s. Yeah. Um, there were so many different things even provided within your own company that you work for. You know, other ways mm. that you can... Um, yeah. Yeah. 401k. Yeah. Yeah. And like, like they don't yeah. teach you that in high school, you know. Not at all. How <laughs> to prepare yourself and set yourself up. You don't teach a lot of things for, in high school uh, about what so we really need. Yeah. Um, so it's like when are, you know, you got to kind of figure it out on your own or you're lucky enough to have family, friends, parents who can teach you those things. Yeah. Um, so hopefully if you're listening in to the podcast, yeah, you're going to find it out here. <laughs> become financially free. <laughs> so step one, step we one. made a budget. Yeah, um, budget. I'd love to hear from the two of you, what were some sacrifices you had to make in your family um, when you were in that step one phase? So I've been driving my truck for many years. <laughs> the, the, the good thing is that I went to school to be a mechanic. So I can fix my own car. But I, my, my sons, they know every time I see a nice truck, I always say, oh, look at that truck. Look at that truck. But in the meanwhile, I'm still driving my old truck that's paid for. Right? It's been paid for. I bought it you know, with cash. We never had a, a loan against it. Um, uh, we always, people always call us Chang. right? Oh, you guys are so Chang. Right? And it's not that. It's not, it's not that we're Chang. It's just that we have goals in mind and we have our our priorities straight and what, what really matters. Because if, if the car can take you to where you need to go, then it's good enough for what you need. Yeah. You just got to be patient because it will come. You know, there were many years that we um, were in a tiny little house and, you know, we grew out of it years earlier, but we just waited for the right time. And I know one thing you have to get used to is a lot of people, um, you know, laughing and teasing you about the choices that you make. But um, you just got to keep your mind on the go and know that, you know, yeah. someday, you know, you make these, you have to make these little sacrifices now, but someday it will be a time when you get to buy that car that you want. So when we bought our first place, our first, um, uh, it was a rental unit, but when we first bought it, my dad was like, oh, right on, you guys going to move out. And we're like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're still sacrificing. Like, we're still, we're still going to live in. It was uh, three of us, right? Um, our oldest son was born. We we're living in a, in a master bedroom. It was good enough, but it, was, it wasn't it was that big. And then we bought the house and we're like, oh, no, dad, we're, we're going to sacrifice. We're going to stay here and continue to pay the rent there, but we're going to make money off of that. And that was a mind-blowing experience for my whole, my family, my mom, my dad. They're like, guys are crazy. Like, take the opportunity and leave. But yeah. we knew that that's not where we wanted to end up, right? And we wanted to do something more with 
with our properties instead of just moving into them. People will be questioning you. No, yeah. Why are you guys oh, yeah. doing this? So why are you guys doing that? So you don't have to um, worry about what other people think. Just keep your, your mind focused on the goals. Yeah, and, and so I always tell my friends in this, and we can those people in the podcast land, you guys can take this advice, but um, the, the, the saying is, don't worry about what everybody else thinks because in reality, nobody's thinking about you. To me, that's a huge, huge quote that I always use. Like, we're so concerned about the opinions of others. Um, I always, I always say this all the time too. Um, uh, lions don't care about the opinions of sheep. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't want to come across that way, but I really, I really feel that, um, if you have your goals set, there's really nothing that can stop you but yourself. And so the opinions of others, mm, but it depends whose opinion it is. That's, that's where mentors come in. Yeah. And that's where people who have um, done the right thing, that's, that's the opinions that really matter. If that's where you want to go. So you guys, have you guys had mentors like walk you through this? Is that- sure. I mean, we, we met a lot of people throughout our, um, our, our, our voyage here. But um, there's, there's some particular individuals that I, I just attached to them. And I said, I want to I be the sponge. I want to soak up everything that you have. And you got to come humbly to them because, um, you know, they, they have a lot of information and maybe not enough time to share with you. But if you can just stick with them and then once in a while you get on the good side, then you, you come in with the question, hey, what would you do if this was you? What would you do? And those are the things that um, helped us get to where we are. I don't oh. think I ever mentioned this no. to Marco, but I think what, the mentor that I always um, think back, he doesn't even know um, that I've... Um, learn from this person but we went to a friend's wedding on the big island once and um mm-hmm. we pulled up to the location where the wedding was and it was this really beautiful ranch like yeah. acres and acres of land and you know so like every group had their own house to live in and stuff like that and when we pulled up there was um you know, just this nice guy in the front you know just wearing shorts yeah. aloha shirt um directing cars in and things like that and at the end you know after we parked we found out that that was his place and like it was mm-hmm. just so nice to um, kind of learn from him. And every time we say, oh, what would the guy yeah. at the wedding do? Like, <laughs> we would always go back to that. Like, okay, what, what, what choice would he make in this situation? Because he was really inspirational to us at that yeah, age. I remember, yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't stop for the icy. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> but yeah, I think um, uh, role models is huge. So you mentioned earlier a little bit about... Um, how we can thrive in Hawaii. Um, once you've kind of set your budget and you're on your path, uh, what's the next step? So when you're like ready to thrive, say you're like making yeah. it into the positive, um, you mentioned all of the, the businesses and the homes that you folks own. Um, yeah, so, how do you get there? That? <laughs> that's the secret. So, you know what? There's, there really is no secret. I mean, it, it's, it's hard work. Yeah. Yeah, it's keeping your priorities straight. Um, in Hawaii, it's tough. Hawaii is, not only is it expensive, but expensive is a relative term. Everything is expensive. depends on where you're looking at it from. Yeah. But um, what's different about Hawaii is that everybody knows everybody in Hawaii. Yeah? And so as a businessman, I mean, you guys know, uh, uh, whenever you guys buy something big, the first question everybody asks is, did you get a good deal? Right? <laughs> did you get, did you get, did uncle hook you up? Did your friend hook you up? So in Hawaii, it's hard because Everybody's looking for the hookup in whatever business you are in, right? Yeah. And because because we're from Hawaii and because we're local and we're Hawaiian, right? Everybody, we feel bad charging people retail price, right? Oh, because, yeah. oh, that's my uncle. I'm going to give him a, a fair deal or a better deal. And that's a little hard part about owning a business in Hawaii. Yeah? 
But um, how do you make it work? It, it, it comes down to family can also be good in terms of helping you out with networking. They can bring some good people to your door and, and whatever you need. You need a plumber. Our uncle can do the plumbing. Uncle can do the painting, whatever. Um, that's how we make it work. Um, and it comes back down to budgeting and living within your means. Um, I would also say uh, in order to get a good job, you got to study hard in school. And, and people always think that um, it's easier to go play basketball at night instead of doing your homework. Um, I chose to do my homework and, you know, it helped me to get a better job, uh, go to college and um, just CTR. I mean, it, it always comes down to that is choose the right, choose the right. What, what would help you get to where you need to be? Um, it may not be the popular choice. It, it usually is not the popular choice to choose the right. But um, that's how we've been making it so far in Hawaii. And I feel if you like that, you can make it anywhere. I think you have to um, work hard along the way. And you got to put something in every single day. Like the first place that we bought, it took three years for us to find that property. And um, to other people, it might look like, oh, wow, they just bought an apartment out of nowhere. But yeah. they didn't realize that we had been researching, going to open houses every weekend, looking on Internet, looking in the paper um, constantly for three years until we got that first place. Then um, the second one came pretty easy. And um, it was actually a blessing out of you know out of this because there was something that we had our minds on and when we went to go get it it was um not available yeah so at the moment we were like oh the one next door to it is really nice let's put a note and leave it on the person's car and she called and she's like oh that's so interesting i was just about to put it on the market so it's like all those little you know just you gotta listen to that small voice at the back of your mind that gives you little ideas or hints of what to do so we got that one and it was perfect for us um at that point it was time for us to leave because yep. we were just about to have two cribs in our yeah. tiny bedroom so i said i don't know if we can fit two cribs in here we gotta go and i think that was very scary for us yeah. um our first house I, yep. yeah we were scared to leave the nest but i said well I had to double check and say, oh, you know, dad, if it doesn't work out, can we come back? <laughs> um, but like being out of our comfort zone. And um, and I think that first mortgage monthly payment was like $1,000. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my gosh, how are we going to afford $1,000? And we were so scared, but we took the we yep. took the opportunity. And then the next one took us five years. And every weekend, open house, you know. Wow. So, and... We could tell you every, we, when we drive through our community, we could tell you what every house inside looks like. Cause we, we pretty much have been in every house in the area that we know we wanted wow. to live in. Um, so that was easy. Like we knew where we wanted to live. And so we just had to find the right place in that area. So I think people, if they can put their goals down in writing so that they know what to focus on then they're not spending time looking at open houses all over the place. You just have one specific, you know, particular yep. space you're interested in and go for it. Um, do your research because that way when you come across a good deal, you know it's a good deal. You know, if we hadn't gone to these open houses, we would have never known that, hey, this is a good deal. This is a good street. The neighbors here are great. The schools here, you know. Do your homework. Do your homework. It's, uh, people say you're lucky and lucky is just uh, preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, so we're not lucky. We've just been preparing for it a long time, waiting for the opportunity to show. Um, just, just going back to making it in Hawaii, I think a lot of people I always talk to who have been making it in Hawaii, they always got some kind of hustle on the side. On the side, yeah. Always got to yeah. have some kind of side action. Yeah. Legal, legal yeah. action. Yeah, 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 yeah. Legal action. Whether you own a small business or whether you do something like um, consulting on the side or tutoring on the side, 
it's hard. I mean, it's, it's don't get me wrong. It's not easy to make it in Hawaii. It's hard, but it's very possible. You can survive and thrive in Hawaii. You just got to put the work in, got to network with people, put your nose down and grind. Yeah. You know, and grind. Yeah. So how many streams of income did you folks have at that time when you were at like the second, um, buying your second so, property? I mean, fortunate enough, like, like, like we said, uh, we had good jobs. Um, so those are just like we both had good jobs, so which is very fortunate. So that's that was you know two two streams, and then uh, with the rental income coming in, I was a third stream, and then um, at that time when we, when we finally decided to move out, we had about yeah we had three or four streams of income, and so multiple streams of income is obviously the way to go if if you put all your eggs in one basket, um, for whatever reason you know jobs are good, but jobs can come and go. Yep. And so, and houses can, can burn down. And, and there's, there's, so if you put everything in one basket, like the saying says, right, it, it, it might lose it. So we're all about diversifying. And don't, you know, don't settle, don't be stagnant. Um, you know, the, the perfect job is not just going to fall in your lap. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you got to go get it. it. You know, and we spent, I spent many hours in college, you know, while friends were um, taking breaks and um, having fun and things like that. I struggled and got through then I decided to go back again, you know, because I just wanted to make sure that when the time was right and I had a family and kids at home that I wasn't having to try to go back to school and get a degree. I wanted to just do it all at once, get it out of the way, make sure that if any opportunities came up, I would have the degree that I would need, you know, to get into that. Um, sacrifice. So, yeah, sacrifice that. And then, you know, on the weekends, you're going to see friends having fun and we'd be at home, like, you know, researching, studying um, any workshop that came. We've been through so many oh, workshops. Been through them all. Yeah. Anything that comes in the mail that's free, we free knowledge, we'd go there. Free knowledge. You take yeah. it. Yeah. That, that, sorry. That, that brings me back to my son's. Um, we were in the um, open house uh, market for years. It's so bad that my sons would go to people's homes and look into their closets. <laughs> Because they thought that every house we go to had, was an opportunity to look at, the, look at the plumbing, look at the electrical. Dad, check this out. And like so embarrassing. They know they know a lot of the houses in the area that we live in. So comfortable that they would use the bathroom. They're like, oh, open house. We'll use bathroom. <laughs> we had to specify, like, we're going to visit a friend. This is not an open house. <laughs> but, I mean, it was hard because there, there were weekends when they say, oh, mom, you know, Uncle Dem are at the beach. Can we go? And we say, you know, you know what? We got to do this today. Or, you know, we got to make the best of this weekend the weekends not always for fun it's you know it's when you gotta you know during the week right you have your regular eight-hour job on the weekends is when we would that's when you gotta thrive yeah so you gotta hustle Mm -hmm. when everybody's playing that's when you gotta hustle yeah you gotta be weekend warriors when everybody else is having fun out there but life is short so you still gotta make sure you you schedule that fun in Yeah. yeah you still gotta have a good time so one of my favorite books on, on financial advice is um, it's called Rich Dad Poor Dad oh. by Robert Kiyosaki. One of the things he talks about is um, what's an asset and what's a liability and knowing the difference and where you're spending your money. Because a lot of people, when they spend their money, they're purchasing stuff that's never going to have any return on do investment. So, yeah, do dads. Do dads. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so um, that was one of the, the most influential books that I read in that yeah. series, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. In fact, I read that book in one day. I just sat yeah. down there and read the whole thing. And it, it related to us because this guy was from Hawaii, right? Yeah, and he, yeah. Made yeah. he made it. And I was thinking, wow, like if this guy can do it, we definitely can do it. So um, just to recap of what I consider assets and uh, liabilities, uh, assets are things that uh, feed you, 
and liabilities are things that eat eat at you. Mm-hmm. So whenever you make a decision and whatever it is you're gonna purchase, you gotta you gotta you always have to think like, is it gonna bring us income, or is it gonna take away money? Yeah. And our, our answer to our kids all the time are, do you want it or do you need it? <laughs> if you want it, then yeah. the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. If you need it, then yeah, yeah, we can talk about it. And um, we used to play that game, the rat race. We read those yeah. books over and over. Yeah. We'd play the rat race for hours. Yeah. You know, it's always just a constant, um, you know, educating yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just and, and reading books. I think they always talk about people who own boats. So boats are, uh, yeah. <laughs> so a boat is huge money investment. It's yeah. it's nice. It's beautiful. It takes a lot of money to run it. Takes a lot of maintenance. Kind of like a pool. Or like a swimming pool. Yeah. yeah. It's good to have a friend with a boat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, a friend with a swimming pool because yeah, you get all the positives, but you don't have to spend all the time. So I mean, I mean, you just look at. I just I just cringe when I see people buying like huge vehicles, huge trucks, and lifted. Yeah. Everybody wants to lift the lifted truck with their rims, and I see yeah. that. And I just cringe because I know that that just took away years off of reaching the end game, the end goal. It just it just sets you back a long time. Wouldn't it be better to get to the goal and then enjoy your truck mm-hmm. that's paid off? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. I, I laugh when I see people with nice big lifted Chevy trucks. Like I've said, I'm a Chevy guy. Always looking at Chevy trucks, and they pull into an apartment building. Yeah. And I say to myself, Wow, that probably truck is worth more than that that apartment building that you're living in. It just comes down to priority and, and choices. Yeah. You know. My friend told me uh, boat stands for a bust out another thousand. That's it. That's, <laughs> it. That's it. And then, and then I, the other day, we was driving by, and I was like, you see this guy selling fish on a side of the road that they caught using a boat. So I told him, wait, so you got to pay for the gas for the boat, <laughs> then you got to stand on the side of the road and try to sell your fish. Like, there's got to be a better system. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's one of our goals. We always say there's got to be a better way. Like, whenever we've felt like we were not making a lot of progress or, you know, things just don't seem to be coming on. We're always like, we stop, take a look around and be like, wait, there's got to be a better way. Yeah. We got to find a better way to do this. And always then that's when improve. we, yeah, always start um, asking around your mentors and, and things like that. Um, I know that there were times in our lives, and I was trying to say earlier, like, don't get stagnant. Like, I think there was one year with my taxes, I had so many W-2s because I just kept trying to get a better job that yeah. I couldn't even really staple it together <laughs> at the end. But I mean... Yeah, just don't settle settle for less. Like if you're not uncomfortable in what you're doing, then you're not pushing you're yourself. Not yeah, you're not growing, you're not learning. So what's the next step for you two? Oh. Your your children are high school? Yeah, 15, 13, and 11. Oh, okay. so in the next five years, you'll have a couple oh, yeah. out the door yeah. and almost ready to be just the two of you again. It's um, funny because they talk about us like we're gone already. So, <laughs> oh, Dad, Dad, can we have that house? And they're oh, fighting geez. over the houses. But yeah, I think in five years, um, uh, obviously, hopefully they go to college, right? And I, that's, I think we're on track right now for that. Um, it would be great. And that's one of my plans is to be able to follow them to the mainland and go to school and watch them play their games and watch them. And that would be such a an accomplished goal if I'm able to do that. That's one of my goals in five years to go be able to just go up there, live the good life, follow the kids. I don't I don't think they know that yet and they might not be happy. <laughs> <laughs> they might not be like, hey I'm dad, I don't want you coming. But um I mean just the ability to do so mm-hmm. I think it is yeah. huge. Um all boys, yeah. Boys. All boys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, man? What's your five years? Yeah, I mean, that would be great. 
you know, mm-hmm. looking forward to being able to say goodbye to our daily jobs and be able to, um, you know, focus on the kids and be there for them. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's maybe 10 years we can talk about grandkids, but yeah, just five years, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's nice. It feels like you guys have spent so much time preparing, and when that time comes, it will be so nice to be able to really enjoy, um, especially with your sons in sports, um, yeah, yeah. you know. That's got to be so cool to see your, your kids play at the collegiate level and oh, to know that you've prepared yourself so you can enjoy that mm-hmm. um, is really nice. I don't know if a lot of families get that opportunity. I think it's kind just of, it's yeah. in parallel. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the same thing, right? Just preparing for sports, preparing for financials. I think it's kind of sad. Um, you know, I've, I have a lot of friends right now whose kids are in college playing sports and like I was talking to one of them and she said, yeah, you know, I haven't been able to make it out to any of my son's games all year. I was thinking, oh. that is so sad. You know, like you work so hard from when they're little, you know, getting them to practices, making sure they're healthy, um, you know, making all these sacrifices. And then they go up to college and you can't even make it to one game. And I was just thinking, oh, this like Tough. you don't get to enjoy like the, the, fruits, the fruits of, of your labor. labor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, we want to be able to make sure we have the opportunity to be up there with them. Yeah, I think um, also probably having more properties, more passive income properties. Um, that's a lot of our, where we see ourselves in five years. Do you guys get a lot of headache from? Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's that like? Uh, there's some days when yeah, oh, so, today was just not a good day. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. Every, something broke in every house at the same time. I can fix same. toilets with the best of them, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. Is like um, the the tenants. Um, they they don't call you to wish you a happy birthday. They don't call you to ask you how you're doing. Every mm-hmm. time they call, is is something is wrong or it's, it's it's not up to standard or whatever. So um, you get good at it. You get good at um, fixing things. Um, we we establish systems where. All the toilets in all, I'm in charge of, oh, it's 15 toilets. I just, I just, I just say, oh, I have 15 toilets I'm in charge of because I know in all these houses, they all got to be changed, all the same thing. So I was like, it's a system, right? We install all the same toilets so that I know that if this thing piece broke, I have it. Exactly. Right? I have, I know the exact piece. And I remember saying that, oh, wow, we was in charge of one toilet before. <laughs> and now we have like 15 <laughs> toilets. Yeah, yeah, moving on. Oh, so I mean, one, toilet at a time. one toilet at a time. If you just think about it like that, it's like, man, like how, how blessed we are to be able to do that. But um, in terms of uh, having tenants, it, it has a good day, good day and bad days. And um, uh, it's like anything else, it's how much you put into it. Is it yeah. worth it? And I think it's still worth it. Yeah. So uh, we, we used management companies before um, and some properties we have, some properties we did not. It all depends. Um, right now, we're all doing it ourselves because we feel like we still can. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we lose our sanity or our ability to do it, then we're just going to have to say, okay, let's turn it over to a management company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all of these properties are here on Oahu? What? Is it? Well, yeah. So, 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 yeah, we have a um, majority of it here. We have one property in Utah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, we have two. We don't have that much. It's two in Mililani uh, and three in Pro City. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it was kind of interesting. Like, we just went up to um, a good friend of ours. You know, like I said, we're always learning. We're always trying to get educated on what's out there. A good friend of ours recommended someone up in Utah. So we planned to go up and visit him because we were actually up there for um, – a conference mm-hmm. and so we said oh you know if we're gonna go up there we might as well visit him um since we're making the the trip so we planned like we landed met him we went straight to a restaurant you know to meet him 
And within 15 minutes, he had already provided us with the property that was exactly what we were hoping to look for. It was a duplex um, with, you know, double income. Oh, duplex um, is perfect. Yeah, within the boundaries of the college that we wanted to, um, you know, mm-hmm. be close to. And um, the person was willing to let it go. And then we had told him, oh, you know, we're going to have to get financing. He gave us the name of um, one of the credit unions up there and the person to talk to. And as soon as we left that restaurant, we went straight to that person and got um, approved. So within wow. the first hour of landing, we had found the property we wanted and had already gotten funding for it. And, and they were like, okay, so what do we do now for the rest of the days? Because <laughs> <laughs> we already bought a house. We didn't want the first day. We just bought a house. Yeah, and then by that evening, we had a contract drawn with the, the person selling it. And we had tenants in there already, too. And, and that's one thing, like you always have to be prepared. Like you never know what's going to be around the corner. So every single day you need to make sure that your ducks are in a row so that when something comes up, you're able to pull the trigger instantly. And there's a lot of times where, you know, after we go through a process and, you know, we're going to the escrow and we finally close escrow and we're like, you know, it's a pretty stressful situation oh, yeah. going through oh, escrow. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of stress. But at the end, we're always like, oh, if we hadn't done this, then we wouldn't have got this house. If this didn't happen, this wouldn't have... Like, you know, we go back and rewind and think of all the things that had happened that prior year that kind of got us in the right step when the time came. And so that one we weren't... We were kind of expecting, but we didn't think we were going to get it that fast. You know, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. that was just way out of our comfort zone. We were like, are we really doing this? You know, like, we had never bought in a house outside of Hawaii before. Um, But it was, you know, the, the opportunity was so perfect we couldn't we couldn't let it pass us by sure and then we were thinking okay good you know we got our house oh no that was after alpaca but mm-hmm. um we were thinking okay you know we already got our house for this year but that was actually this <laughs> yeah so, so we bought two, second house, second yeah. house in the same year same, oh, two like, houses within, in one within year three which, months which we had never ever thought we were gonna do and along with those two properties came five different rental units yeah so we went, like, that year was, and it's just last year, in 2017, like, we jumped a huge step last year when, in 2016, we would have never known that that was coming, but we were making those little changes that helped us be ready for 2017 for two things that we didn't even expect were going to happen. So that that's exciting for what's coming up in the future, because if that can happen so fast, imagine what we can do now yeah and so um maybe for the listeners out there i just wanted to go over something real quick about making those choices and then i this is what we do and maybe you guys can use it out there too so we just use a three-part decision making tool um yeah so all all we ask ourselves is we just put three columns and we just ask ourselves like what are the risks if we do purchase this this um house that's the first one and you just list it all down what are the risks and then the other one is what can i do to mitigate the risk right um let's say it's uh termites if that's one of the risks. Well, what, what can I do? Well, I have a friend that knows how to fix that. I, I can do that, right? And then, so that's the second column. What can I do to mitigate those risks? And the last column, which is the most important column, is what is the cost if I don't do nothing? Mm. That's huge. Like, people think, oh, let's just pass it. Well, if you pass that, like, if we pass a lot of things up during our, our journey, we wouldn't be where we were here. We yeah. are here. So you always got to think about what happens if I don't pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. But you can always come back. People always think, oh, this is my life. My life goes to get this house. You can, and you know what? You can always sell it if it doesn't work. Mm. Nothing is final. Just go for it. I was just yeah. like, just go for it. Yeah, yeah. I like that last column. Inaction. Yeah, I hear a lot of people. Oh, I was really thinking about investing in Apple like fifteen years ago. 
was really thinking about Bitcoin or any yep. any any investment, you know, people analysis paralysis. Yeah. And they just overanalyze it. And that's yeah. one of the things we did with the podcast. Um as you know, after talking to Kamu, if you listen to Kamu's mm-hmm. episode, uh, he really encouraged me and Jenica to just go for it. And so we've just, just been do kind it, of doing yeah. it. We don't, know, we don't know what we're doing, but <laughs> um, yeah, we're putting it together. Because the time will never be right. That's right. Because you always say, oh, I got to do yeah. this first. I got to do this first and then I'll do it. But yeah. you cannot think that way because you just got to. Life gotta, is short. Yeah, life is short and it'll never be the right time because something will always come up or there will always be something that you got to handle first. You can always find a reason why not to do something. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Right? That's easy. <laughs> so you just got to jump in and then figure it out later. Like, And that's what you say. Like, you know, when we make decisions like, oh, you know what? Let's just do it. And we'll cross that bridge when it comes and we'll figure it out when it comes. But yeah, and just as long as you have your systems in place, how to mitigate those risks and we should be all right. I kind of wanted to touch on something that sure. popped into my mind, um, Tamsin, when you were talking about your story of purchasing two houses last year. Um, something I've been working on personally in my job is strategic planning and being able to foresee and anticipate challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in retail management and I've noticed as a manager, I can only foresee maybe a week or two weeks ahead. And I want to be able to see things three to six months ahead um, so that I can better manage my team um, and my company. But I also kind of feel like now I want to apply that to my life. So how (laughs) do you folks strategically plan and foresee things happening in the future? I think we're always talking about our dreams. We always have dreams like, oh, you know, if if that's come to our minds while we're at work, we text each other, hey, what do you think about this? Or how, you know, how would this work? Yeah. I think if you think about it as um, vehicles, trying to get to your goal, like whatever property we use, if you think of it as a vehicle, um, if it's going to help you get to where you're going to go, then it's an easy decision to make. Um, strategic planning, um, another thing that can help you is with talking with mentors because they, they've been down that path before. Um, also, Take a step back once in a while, right? See, just value up everything, tally up everything, and say, "Wait, is is this going to help us get to where we want to where we want to be?" Um, so, yeah, I would say mentors help out a lot. Taking a step back, looking at it, and then um, keep your goals in mind, and focus on it. Do you folks find yourself re-strategizing? Oh, all the time. Yeah, things change, right? That life life change, life happens. Yeah, so you got to be flexible, right? You got to be able to move, but. Um, as time goes on, you put more tools in your belt, right? Because you've been down that road. Mm-hmm. I fixed that toilet already. I know what to do, right? So as time goes on, you build these tools that they can help you get out of jams that most people look at a jam and they say, oh, I'm out. I'm out. And I, I always relate this to the people I talk to. Like, um, if you're under Nimitz, right? If you're under Nimitz and you want to get from one end to the other end, but every light in that row is green except that last <laughs> one is red. What are we going to do? We're not going to move, right? That doesn't make sense. You just go to that next green light. You go from green light to green light, and you solve that problem there, knowing that our goal is at the end, right? A lot of people, they say, oh, I see a red light, five lights down the road. I'm not going to move. It's it's weird talking like that, but that's what people do. That's what people do in, in, in life. That's what they do about making a purchase of a home or a car. They can find all the red lights on the limit, yeah. but they kind of just move that first step. Mm-hmm. Analysis it's gotta paralysis. Be baby yeah. steps. Yeah, it gotta be baby yeah. steps. You gotta move them. So the strategic strategic planning, just doing those baby steps until you get to where you wanna be, and then um, always looking at failure as feedback. Yep. <laughs> we failed. Oh my god. Definitely, we oh can tell gosh. you all the mistakes that we've made along the way. But failure is feedback, and you're yep. gonna learn something that will help you for the next 
opportunity. Yeah, what, what was that? Failure is, fail is first attempt in learning mm. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like coaching, right? I coach and that's how you learn. Yeah. yeah oh, I could have another mentor that we had went, we had gone to meet. He lives out on the leeward side of the island. Yep. And, um, you know, of course, I came with all my questions I'm going to ask him. And I said, oh, um, <laughs> you know, and then at one point I said, oh, but how did you know how to do that? Like he was talking about um, doing the, the quick claims or something yep. in the, in the, um, when he had to file them, I said, Oh, how did you know how to do that though? Did you have to hire an attorney? What did you do? And he said, Oh no, I just filled it out and I sent it in. And, um, if it was wrong, they send it back and then I filled it again and I, I just keep doing it until they passed it. I'm like, but what if it was wrong? He goes, I don't care if it's wrong. They passed it. <laughs> and I thought, how is this, this because guy's a millionaire and he doesn't, you know. Because people naturally put barricades around themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like they don't want to do it because they might make oh, a mistake. Make, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it might be wrong. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. And, and that's, I actually I learned a lot from him. He's like, who cares if it's wrong? I'll just do it again. And I'm like, but what if it's wrong? And he was, that's okay. I thought, wow. This don't be guy, afraid to fail. Yeah, yeah. Don't be afraid. Yeah. 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 That's a big thing. Um, the uh, Facebook that's what they uh, teach is, is fail fast. So as a software yeah. engineer, when you come in, they want you to make mistakes. They want you to mess everything up. They want you to bring down all these servers, but do it fast so that you learn. Quickly. And then as soon as you learn, then you can iterate on that and get better and keep climbing. Exactly. And we, I mean, we've there's been a lot of properties that we didn't get. You know, yeah. people beat us yeah. out or we kind of made the wrong choice in terms of the offer or just, you know, kind of went down the wrong way and we yep. lost those ones but we learned from it and we knew like okay well what did we learn this time you know took notes put that like after our, action our yep. Yep. so then the next time came we wouldn't make the, the same mistake the next time so you guys are in a lot of things you guys are <laughs> uh you know coaching your financial stuff real estate investing your nine to five job um what keeps you guys going what keeps you guys hungry on the grind um, so obviously my wife and my boys is a number yeah. one priority. So, um, just, and, and, and the family that's coming down in the future, you know, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not saying us, but you know, you know, the grandkids and all that. So sure. being a role model for my boys is huge, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I like that they use the same terminology that I use. And when I hear them talking to their friends, their friends are like, what are you talking about? And then my son is like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and flip something and make this money off of this. And they're like, who taught you that? And I feel myself, wow. Hopefully you learned it from me. Yeah, hopefully you learned it from me. But um, so that that keeps me grinding. Um, I want to make my wife proud of me. That's one of my goals is to. So I always tell her, guess what I did today? Guess what I did today? And she's like, oh man, you're so good. Da, da, da. But it keeps me moving. Um, that's what keeps me grinding. But uh, personally, I get bored fast. That's that's. I, I'm always like, okay, I get it. I want to see something else. I move on, right? So I get bored fast, extremely fast, and I need something else, and I'm. I'm super competitive in a lot of ways in my life. Um, I get upset at myself a lot. I hold myself at a high standard a lot of times. And that, that could be a downfall too, but I always always feel like um, I gotta compete against, nobody out there personally, but just, just compete against myself knowing that I cannot be happy where I'm at, always, always striving. I love proving people wrong. I love it, I love it. Uh, you know, people always, it depends why I ask. I always ask certain people with certain advice and I would tell my wife, oh, they said not to do it, so. I'm gonna do it, right? Because you know how that goes. Right? So I love proving people wrong. Um, it just, it just drives me, and um, that's what keeps me grinding. And then you know, there's this saying: "He who dies with the, mo the most toys wins." Mm -hmm. But 
You still gonna die, right? You still gonna die. So, <laughs> so I mean, it, I'm, I'm competitive with a fact where I want to get as much as I can in the life that I have and be able to provide a legacy for my boys. That's what keeps me grinding. But in the end, I know I cannot take it with me. But I just want to be able to set it up for my boys and and their their kids in the future. But what keeps you grinding? Actually, there's only one thing that is my goal. Is I just want to retire. Like, <laughs> that's all I want to do is I just want to retire. So it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable when you say, "Oh, we're." We're financial coaches and we're real estate investors because really, like, we don't see ourselves as that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of when we but first got invited to this podcast, I'm like, why do they want to talk to us? Like, we, we don't have anything that would help. But um, I think it's just, I'm not looking at it as how many houses can we get or how much income can we get. It's just, how many more houses do we have to get so that <laughs> so I, can I can retire? retire. <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, we, we said, okay, if we have this, then we can retire. But I mean, all I want to do is retire because I just want to be home. Mm-hmm. I just want to be with the kids. And I keep telling him, we better hurry up because our kids, kids are getting older and I want to be grandma at home, you know, Not doing all. Yes. And so, um, but then it's, like, you know, life is still going on yep. every day. And, you know, every morning I make sure that I drop off each. Well, I know he doesn't have that, the opportunity to do that. But it's like every day I got to make sure that I am the last person. You know, I got to hug my kids and kiss them before they get on that bus or I drop them off at the school. And, you know, I always tell my job, like, no, I'm not coming in until all of, I drop off my kids at school. Like, you know, you can cancel that meeting. You can push it back till later. But I'm not going to go until I drop my kids off at school. Mm-hmm. So you got to have that focus and then we're on PTO meetings and school community council meetings and we're coaches and we're just like it's board kind of like yeah, neighborhood board meeting, yeah like that's our focus is being at everything and our kids I'm sure it bothers them they're like why do you have to be at everything why do you and we say hey sports day wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for us or this movie night wouldn't have happened or bingo night wouldn't have happened like we that's actually what our focus is making sure that we do all those things. All this other financial stuff is just stuff that we do in the background so that we can retire faster That's, no, and I do agree. more. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Um, I'm super excited for our listeners to um, apply a lot of what you shared with us today. So get your pens and papers out, make that budget, start with that, yeah. <laughs> um, and take a look at the choices that you're making. Um, is there anything, last piece of advice you folks want to leave um, so, with our listeners? So, yeah, um, you can check me out on Instagram at k1financial. Uh, if you guys want to contact me that way, we can talk, sorry, that way. Um, I would say the last the last pearl of wisdom would be um, if you're in school, try it. Do your very best you guys can in school. Um, if you're at work, do the very best you can at work. Work hard. Excel. Um, surround yourself with good people, uh, with good intentions and good motives, and get to that get to that goal that you're trying to get to. Um, like, and we also talk about prepare for opportunities. Always be ready to go. When, when a call comes, because you never know when it's coming, be ready to pull that trigger. So get your budget in order. Get your house in order. It's hard to build a community or build a village if your house is not in order. Um, Keep grinding, keep keep working, and um, if you fall asleep at night not knowing what you're gonna do the next day, then uh, you're wasting your life away because life is so so limited. Let's go ahead and just make our make our goals and just know that when I wake up the next morning, this is what I'm gonna do in order to get to my next goal. Um, we only have so many years in, in this life, so you gotta make them count, make them count, and um, and leave a good legacy for your family. Yeah. Thank you for listening, and then my wife, yeah, go, ma'am. <laughs> um. 
I think, you know, you just have to think about what you want to be most of the time. And um, I have this article that I got from March 11, 2015. It was in the midweek. It was revealing daily habits of the wealthy. And um, it said, Bill Gates started coding in junior. Hi. (laughs) I'm sorry. I would sneak out almost every night to code in the University of Washington computer lab. By the time he was a freshman at Harvard, he pretty much knew more about computers than his professors. He dropped out his freshman year and Microsoft was born. Mm -hmm. The Beatles practically played eight hours a day in German clubs. By the time they burst onto the international scene in 1964, they had played more than 1,200 shows together. Most Most bands don't play that much in their entire career. So... That's just put in the to work. show that if nothing comes easy, you got to put in the work. And um, I have a, a, a CD that I always listen to. It's called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Mind by Brian Tracy. Mm-hmm. I think I've listened to it. I mean, I listen to it every day on the way to work, every day on the way home. I think I've listened to it a couple hundred times at <laughs> the most. But, you know, just what you think about every day is what you will become. So just keep your mind focused. Yeah, stay focused on the prize. Awesome. Well, yeah, again, thank you guys very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. We learned a lot. Thank you for having us. Thank um, you. Please, uh, for those of you who are listening, please contact us if you need, if you want to get in touch with Makla and Tamsin. Um, I'm sure they love to work with you. Find us at www.thepacificcurrent.com. Um, we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'll link Tamsin and Maka's social media profiles out there as well. So if you've got more questions, hit them up in the DM, send them a message. Um, They'd love to be able to help you folks out. Well, that's all we have for today. This is Andrew T signing off. Jenica K. Mahalo. Thank you.